Hey, friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so very much for tuning in, friends. Guys, the situation is now dire, globally speaking, when it comes to fiat money. And no truer words have ever been spoken as it pertains to the U.S. dollar. Here's a look at the U.S. national debt clock. It was just $32 trillion, $300 billion the other day when I look, guys. I mean, this thing is going up exponentially. And with that said, I can't think of a better place to start today than with this tweet. As it takes on debt faster than the Titanic took on North Atlantic seawater, it's highly amusing to watch the criminal U.S. federal government in its death throes, slamming Bitcoin down 1.74% today as we're recording this call. Gold got slammed 1.43% at one point, and silver was down a whopping 2.67% as a debt tsunami hits with the U.S. to sell $1 trillion in debt this quarter. Now, that's a premium article from Zero Hedge. You got to pay to read it, guys. But I'm telling you, the writing's on the wall, friends. And as I've quantified on so many broadcasts over the years, friends, the price of gold and silver are controlled by the paper derivative markets. So when the house of cards finally collapses, Occam's razor suggests that the most likely scenario will be a repricing of gold and silver and in my view, far, far higher. So with that all said, let's discuss the opportunity today, gold and silver IRAs with my guest and sponsor of SGT Report, Colin Plume. He's the CEO of Noble Gold. Welcome back, Colin. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny you were talking about the paper markets because I was just thinking about when I started in the business uh, almost 14 years ago, uh, what my cost was on silver eagles, one ounce silver eagles. And I think I I might be wrong, but I, I think I was paying a dollar and a quarter over the spot price. Uh, and now, I mean, those silver eagles. So like talking about the paper market and the physical, you know, those are going twelve, thirteen dollars over, which means, you know, really, in some ways, the U.S. government is is incompetent in how they make their coins, which. For those people who don't know, the reason that silver eagles are so expensive is because the U.S. Mint has a, a a unique criteria for the metal that they the raw metal, and it's a criteria that no other mint, no government mint, no private mint has anywhere in the world. So it makes it nearly impossible for them to get silver because they the they want to know every source it comes from, which is fine. But then the the purity of nines is beyond what most people can even you know, uh, submit. So it's a, it's a combination of both, but the long story short is they have a problem. So they can never make enough uh, silver Eagles anymore because of their criteria, which makes the, the, the physical coin really expensive. And also the paper markets and really the cost of silver out in the real world are, are far different. Uh, They're not, they're not entirely connected uh, which is, you know, one of the things we have to explain to clients a lot of times that the, the real physical market is is higher than what you see at the spot market. And, and it you know, it's a conversation we have. And if you talk to miners of silver, they'll tell you, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's silver sitting in the 20s. It should be sitting in the mid 30s or higher. Uh, so there is a real disconnect out there. And, and you're right. You know, you have, you know, cryptos and alternative assets manipulated uh, silver and gold, too. Uh, and and it and it's much different than what's happening in the in the real market, Sean. 
Well, I remember too uh, being able to buy Silver Eagles, U.S. Silver Eagles, all day long for two ninety nine over spot. Sometimes yeah, right. you'd see a really good sale for a dollar ninety nine, you know, flash sale from AppMax or my buddies at SD <laughs> Bullion or whatever. And uh, now, I just saw an ad today from one of my sponsors saying you can get one Silver Eagle for spot price, but all of the others you buy, anything over a quantity of one is nine ninety nine over spot. I mean, it's right. just insane. Right. And the derivative market tells us that silver's what? 24 bucks an ounce. It's just lunacy. But let me ask you big picture here before we get into the brass tacks about gold and silver IRAs. Is something finally starting to break in this rigged game, Colin? The big picture here is that there's now a huge divergence between gold and TLT. TLT is bonds. Look at this. Now, if you look at the chart for many, many months and years, they tracked each other. The bond market was as good as gold. Look at the divergence now. And it just calls into mind the faith and credit, the full faith and credit, which backs bonds, right? The full faith and credit of the U.S. government, the federal government. Well, maybe we should look at that U.S. debt clock again. Maybe the full faith and credit of the U.S. government ain't what it used to be, Colin. Yeah. And, and it reminds me. So during COVID, uh, during, you know, during that shutdown, I have a number of friends that are bond traders and they're, you know, they're trading for large institutions, the endowments. And they were all saying that the institutions weren't buying bonds at that moment. They were putting heavy, heavy into gold and silver. And obviously we saw the price, uh, reflect that over that time period. I think that's starting to happen now again, as we're seeing that. And it's, and in a way, it's, it's, I think for someone that looking outside in might go, well, wait a minute, you know, the bonds in two, t- 2020 were paying, you know, uh, one and a half to one and a quarter percent. Now they're paying a higher percentage, but yet people don't feel comfortable with them and they're getting into gold as, as the, as the better hedge. You know, we've seen this shift with banks offering higher percentages on cash. I mean, they're really throwing money at people because people don't want to leave their money in a bank. You know, four and a half percent, four and three quarters. They're doing anything to get it. But people just don't like the idea of keeping a lot of money in banks. There's been a lot of bank closures this year. There was a, a, a two that happened last week. There's still a lot of debt out there for a lot of these regional and mid-sized banks that people feel uncomfortable with. So it, it is interesting what's happening right now that you have that 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 big gap between gold and bonds, even though bonds in theory are paying a higher return. The bond market dwarfs the U.S. stock market. Imagine that, guys. Let those numbers sink in. When the sure. bond market finally starts to go because there is no more full faith in the credit of the U.S. government... I mean, that'll be when the whole Ponzi falls apart, won't it? Yeah, well, because there's so many different types of bonds. I think, you know, there's there's municipal bonds, uh, there, there's there's corporate bonds. I mean, there's so many different layers to the types of bonds that are out there. Part of it is is there's a lot of uh, uh, corporate problems. You know, a lot of people are, are not paying back their corporate bonds right now. We're having a big issue in the corporate bond market. So that's one sector of it. And then the biggest one that that obviously would create a massive uh, collapse would be, you know, our major U.S. bonds. If we if if countries start to feel uncomfortable that we're not going to pay those bonds back, you'll see those rates really rise. But also because the risk has significantly risen. It means it's not a great place to be uh, and, and they're not as safe as they once were. So I think it's it's an interesting time in, in you know, investing right now. You have, you look at the equity markets and everything seems like things are going better, 
but we're we're anticipating some massive layoffs. Most of the major corporations, you know, there's the the massive trucking company Yellow that's looking to do a massive layoff. Uh, Anheuser Busch is doing a massive layoff. We know why that is. Uh, you know, one one person, <laughs> you know, the the wrong ad at the wrong time. They're they're going to lay off two percent of their of their uh, workforce. Uh, the Clydesdales. They're firing the Clydesdales, the Anheuser Busch Cly- No, I'm just what? Joking, but no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just but you know, things aren't aren't going you know well with some of these massive institutions, and you know, the trucking company Yellow is a, it, you know, if trucking is going well, usually the economy is going well, yeah. and the fact that trucking is sort of having an issue is one of the underlying indicators that their that our economy is probably not as strong as people say it is. And I know this 4% unemployment, and that's what this administration is really holding to. But I don't think the, the jobs, the jobs that are sticking are the jobs that, that people are going to be able to retire on and live at, uh, on a, on a decent wage. Um, there was a CBS study, I think it came out yesterday that 65% of Americans don't feel good about this economy. That's unusual in a, in an economy. If, if you're saying we have low unemployment, and that and the equity markets are up. Usually, Americans would feel good about that, but right, right now they they don't feel good about the economy. So it, it it is. I think there's there's different stories coming out about what's happening right now. Yeah, I think a lot of folks are just afraid that they're going to get called into their boss's office and given a pink slip. I mean, I just feel like everybody, not everybody, I just feel like a lot of folks feel like they're on the bubble, and we know that's true when we look at car loans. You know, the defaults on car loans are back up through the roof again. So I know that uh, they say that uh, we're the world's richest nation, but uh, boy, I don't know. You take away all that debt I was showing in the U.S. debt clock and you wonder how much wealth is actually left in this nation. I want to do another screen share. By the way, you mentioned Budweiser and uh, Anheuser-Busch. The Bud Light story is one for the books. And uh, yeah, they, they will teach that in advertising classes yeah. for the end of time. Oh, for I mean, you don't market to... Uh, maybe a quarter percent of your market, you market to the, to the, the big group in your market. (laughs) You know, talking about the, the car, the car loans, I was going to say too, um, they're saying that uh, car repairs, the costs have gone up about 20% uh, this year. And if you kind of dive in even farther, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just can't find enough auto mechanics. Oh, that's right. Right. I can can speak to that firsthand in a second. Go ahead. And, And so it's like, it, 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 it's sort of interesting that, you know, we have this low unemployment, but it, they say, but then there's like jobs that, that we, I mean, that's a necessity type job, right? If, if there's less and less auto mechanics, you know, everything grinds to a halt, literally. So, uh, it, so there's these industries that need people that aren't growing like mechanics. So there's a few studies that came out this year that most car dealerships are like two or three mechanics short from what they actually need to service the amount of business. Um, so they're just not able to find people that are willing to do, to do that job. Um, and, and construction, interestingly enough, is also the same. Um, I read a study recently that for every seven people that get out of the construction business, one person comes in. So, you know, you look at these things that are happening out there, these jobs, and it's just like people are just, they're going in the wrong direction uh, in terms of where to get the jobs that are going to be around. Because I can tell you this, we're going to need car mechanics for, for a very long time. I don't think we're at a point where we're pretty close where we're going to get rid of those that job. And construction. I mean, people need a place to live. Those are the two areas. 
And yet they can't find enough people to uh, to fulfill those two occupations. Yeah, I'll give you a personal side here because I think it's important, especially for folks listening who have uh, teenagers uh, who are trying to maybe figure out what they want to do for a living. Just real briefly. So we live in a northern climate. We had a lot of snow over the winter. So there was a gazillion car accidents, including our 17 year old got in a fender bender. And Uh, we've been waiting. It's now August. The car still is not fixed because there's a place where, you know, people go to get their cars fixed here. It's called Caliber Collision. I'll just call it out. They don't have enough people to work on the cars. In fact, the manager got on the line with my wife and said, if you know anybody, send them my way and I'll make magic happen for them because they're that desperate. He's got this big, beautiful warehouse. They could probably have 20 guys working in there. He has one. He is yeah. one guy. So let's keep our uh, eye on the target here because I want people to look at what happens to the price of gold when a currency collapses. This is the chart for the Turkish lira. Let's go back to 2001. Let's take a look at this chart. Up 11,000% in 20 years. The biggest gain taking place, of course, as the Turkish lira has essentially hit hyperinflation. And I guess that's what I'm driving at, Colin. Gold well, has of- been stuck in this 19, mid-1900, you know, $2,000 level because I think it's manipulated. Once the currency collapses, it's Katie bar the door. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think the 2000, you know, you've been, you know, in the gold and silver game for a while, you've been collecting and owning, you know, I've been talking a lot about a few things that are, that are happening. So 2000, need, it needs to hit that and hold that floor. Kind of like what happened with a thousand back in 2009. Remember it was sort of flirting with two th- in 2009, 10, it was flirting with a thousand up and down, up and down, yep. up and down. And then once it hit 12, 1300, you know, you'd have these naysayers out there be like, Oh, it's going to go back below. It's going to go back low. And then of course it never, it never got anywhere close. I think the lowest gold got after it broke 1900, it got back to maybe like 1250 or 1280, nowhere near a thousand dollars. So I think this 2000 is a really important number. Also, when you look at paper gold and how things are traded, you know, people will put puts and calls on certain numbers. And so 2000 is sort of a psychological number, uh, in my opinion. I also think, and this is counterintuitive to what a lot of people say, but I think because the commercial real estate bubble is so massive that I think the Fed is going to have to lower interest rates at the end of this year. That's my opinion. No one else <laughs> believes this opinion, but I think that I think the the bold crazy move is lower interest rates, span the money supply, and sort of do what they did in 2008 and 2009 and and just do a quantitative easing, start spending, you know, certain industries obviously profit pretty heavily uh on that and and things like gold and silver do do really well. So I know it flies in the face of what happened. I know the Fed just raised, you know, rates again, but I think there's too many bubbles that could collapse with uh, with where interest rates are. I, I think you have all this office, you know, that's going to come due in the next 12 to 18 months, all this debt, you have all this residential debt. I mean, there's so many things that are going to happen. I, I just don't see how we get out of this or what happens to the banks uh, over the next year if the rates stay the same. Because, you know, think about it, Sean. How do banks make money? How do they, there's, there's really two ways they make, they do loans and they have cash, Right. They make money on cash. They make, even though they're paying four and a half, five percent, they make money on cash uh, in, in in droves. If they if they only make money on cash and they're not doing any loans, which right now most banks aren't doing any loans, how else do they stay afloat? 
I mean, I guess they could do what Bank of America did and just open up fake accounts or do what Wells Fargo has been doing. But how else does a bank make any money? I, I just don't see how banks survive if the if the loan market is is what it is today. Well, sadly, the two big to fail banks, they also make money via derivatives markets and placing bets that they really can't afford. And when they lose those bets, we, the taxpayers, have to bail them out. It's such a bitter pill. You know, I just don't even want to rehash it. Look at 2008, 2009. You'd think right. we'd all learn our lesson, but no, the politicians seem to, you know, always re-up for more pain by bailing out the banks. And I just want to right. say this. For those who understand that silver is even more manipulated than gold, that's my view, and I've had experts on that will vet that out, and who believe the 80 to 1 silver to gold ratio represents opportunity, I do want to show one more chart in just one second, but I want to note that Noble Gold offers gold and silver IRAs, or a mix of both. You can own both precious metals, can't you? Yeah, and and platinum and palladium, and also I do think platinum... Uh, is a good buy uh, yeah, right now. Mean, just under kind of where it's though. yeah, it's undervalued. So that's so I think the three that we're seeing uh, in terms of purchasing right now. Just if you asking, and then you could show the chart. About sixty percent gold, thirty sixty uh, percent silver with us. Thirty oh. percent gold, thirty five percent gold, and then about five to eight ten percent is is in platinum purchases right now. Oh, with us. that buoys my spirit. I'm actually gratified to hear that. I want people to be safe. And I think gold can be a part of that hedge. But I do see the opportunity in silver, as do others. And uh, I'll just show this chart. I don't know, guys, it might be wishful thinking, but a 44-year cup and handle? Colin, explain to me one other tangible asset that we can name that is trading at less than half its 1980 all-time high. It doesn't exist. No, I can't. I can't think of I can't think of one asset that 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 has real fundamental value um, that is is uh, that's down, you know, that that significantly it's it's it is shocking. Yeah, it is. And also, you probably look at mining charts, too, and like just look at the cost mm-hmm. to, to pull silver out of the ground. Um, you know, obviously, every year it just gets more and more expensive and more and more difficult uh, so yeah, it is. It is always shocking that it's that it's in that price range, and and I agree with you. There's a ton of manipulation. You know, I remember in 2011 when it hit, you know, 48, 49, and then they changed the margin call. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, some of the big institutions, uh, I think Fidelity and a few other ones, don't quote me. They did get wrapped up and sued because they made the margins call so big that basically all these traders just couldn't afford to get in. And obviously there was a ton of selling. So when it hit 49, it dropped down to 42 within a week. Uh, and uh, and obviously that was manipulated by the large institutions, but they get sued for it, but it doesn't, it takes so many years for those things to come out. I think the suit came five to seven years later, the damage has already been done, right? And so, you know, they're able to to kind of ruin a bull market that a lot of people thought should have gone up to, you know, 60 or 70 at that point. Um, so yeah, I think right now we're in a unique position because, you know, we have this kind of, in my opinion, stable inflation in the 5% range. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And then you have an asset like silver that's undervalued. So how is it going to perform relative to that 5% uh, in the open market? And I think it's pretty interesting. And that's why I think a lot of our clients have been buying uh, more silver than gold. We know that Mexico's largest mine, I think it's operated by Newmont, has been shut down now for more than two months, and it's not coming back online anytime soon. We also know that last year there was a more than 200 million ounce silver deficit, meaning the world was using, I think, 240 million more ounces of silver than were mined. 
So I think the chicken's coming home to roost in the silver story, just as it's coming home to roost in the uh, fiat U.S. dollar story. So let's talk a little bit about how to get into a silver and or gold IRA with Noble Gold and why Noble Gold. I'm going to tell you guys why Noble Gold for me. I was approached by others in the space, one of whom I won't name, but I know other influencers, they call them, I guess, influencers in the space uh, are said to be making tens of thousands of dollars a month because of this sponsor. I refused to do business with them because as I did a little digging, I thought the only way to get those returns and those numbers is to take advantage of little old ladies. And I did my research on Noble Gold, and that's not what's going on with you guys. And I will say firsthand, you've backed uh, SGT Report as a sponsor, which we appreciate for a fixed monthly agreement, a fixed monthly sum. I'm not on any commission deal, so nobody's getting rich here. And I just want to say that about Noble Gold. Yeah, no, and and those deals are happening in the market, and and you're right. I mean, it comes down to, you know, a lot of the companies out there are are charging commissions that I don't feel are legal, in my opinion, and I don't think it's right. I think people worked a long time for their retirements; they've worked hard to get there, and it should be a fair, you know, a fair amount that they're charging. That's why we focus on bullion coins and bars. We've always sold that. And that's why I'm here on the show as the owner. You'll see a lot of the owners of a lot of these big companies, they will never get out in the open and put their face out there because they're they're ashamed of what they're doing. You know, we we tell you what we're charging. We sell bullion coins and bars. We buy them back if you want to sell them. We do everything in terms of the process. And the other thing too is, you know, people when they're buying metals, you know, we really focus on the IRA. And a lot of people, they think about, oh, well, the coin costs this. But what they don't realize is that the average person keeps an IRA in an investment from anywhere from five to 10 years. If you call us every year and you have a question, we don't make any money. We only make money when you buy the metal from us. So even though you got it stored at a depository and it's in an IRA, all that, we don't, that we don't get any of that, but we have made a mandate to, to take your call, answer your question. Whatever it takes. If you got a question, it doesn't make sense. You need help with the custodian. We'll get in there and do that for you for no fee. So we really believe in the service aspect of the business. Getting in an IRA with us is really easy. We have a full IRA process and a team that will help you with the paperwork. If it's an IRA, any kind of IRA or a 401k, we can do that heavy lifting for you. Uh, you can get into an IRA anywhere from I would say five business days to two or three weeks, to, depending really on your custodian. Uh, you know, sometimes the custodians can make it a little difficult, but we will get in there and help you move the funds over. And then another thing, Sean, that I think you uh, asked me before was about the storage. We only do segregated storage. It's a flat rate of $150 per year, which means your gold and silver is separate, safe, we check it. It's we. I do an audit of the accounts once a year. So I go there and I, I take about 100 to 200 accounts and I check it. And um, and so you're paying a flat rate. So somebody, you know, that's looking at the fees to store, you know, a 50 or 100 or 200 or $300 or $400,000 in gold for 150 bucks a year insured uh, relative to other fees in an IRA, like if you had mutual funds or any of these other things where they're charging you one to 3%, um, it's a pretty fair amount to to have, you know, a lot of security insured and 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 taken care of. Yeah. And uh, let me just say, uh, I know a guy who owns so much metal 
that he can't move. He's kind of stuck with his metal. And so right. there is a cost to finding a vault and storing it. And then you got to trust the person who runs the vault. The reason I bring this up is because I saw the last time we had a conversation, people sort of joked, some people in the comment section again, because it's a, a meme that's popular in the precious metal space, Bitcoin too. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. Right. But at the end of the day, guys, you know, how much physical silver can you store in your basement? And right. yeah. so you have to have a relationship with somebody who you trust, who yes. guarantees your metal is allocated and will send you pictures of your actual metal, which I think you guys will do. Yes, absolutely. Any IRA, we do that. And also, if you think about it, I'm not saying you shouldn't hold gold and silver at home, but when you want to liquidate, the fact that we have some stored, it does make it easier for the client. And so we do have clients that you know do it outside of the IRA, but they still want it stored because they want that flexibility of just being able to call and go, hey, the you know the gold's there. I want to liquidate. I need some cash. Wire me the money tomorrow. So that's the the beauty behind it. Whereas if you got it in your safe, got to get out of your safe. You got to go somewhere. And I can tell you this: I've been in this a long time. Pawn shops are ruthless. They they there's no. Uh, if, ands, or buts about it. I've seen people, they've made them offer 40% below the market and it's their prerogative to do that. There's no rules or or anything that says they can they can pay you a certain amount. So you want to have a relationship with a good dealer because yeah, you could buy at the right time, but you also want to sell at the right time and you got to have a relationship with someone like us or a, another reputable dealer that'll pay you a fair price at, you know when you want to get out also. That's a really good point. Okay, so the fees are transparent. Okay, you're not going to get gouged with commissions. Like I would just warn you guys, do your own due diligence on these various companies that you hear advertised. Noble Gold's fees are transparent. Colin, in the time we have left, can you just tell people the how-to of it? How do people yeah. start an IRA? Even if you're just starting out, how do they start an IRA with you guys? Yeah, so if you are uh, if you have an IRA um, currently, any kind of IRA, traditional, Roth, SEP, uh, and maybe next time we can get into those different options because there's there's I have some opinions on on how you can set things up. Um, any of those can be rolled over into a precious metals IRA. And basically, what we do is you fill out the simple form on our website. We we fill out the paperwork for you. We send it back to you in a DocuSign. You sign it, and then we go and in any IRA we can actually set up the account and move the funds over for you. So it's really easy. Uh, in any old 401k, old 403b, similar process. You fill out the paperwork on our website. The only difference is on a 401k, you actually have to call. But we tell you exactly what to say. We tell you how to have the check written out. And we do all that. We, we send you an email or you can call us and we walk you through. They basically mail the check and then you can buy the physical gold. So the IRA... They just will send the money direct. The 401k, they just send a check from the custodian. So those two ways are really easy. Once the funds show up, some your uh, customer service person will call you, go through all the different options. And now the great thing about an IRA, in my opinion, um, is that they require the highest weight and the highest purity coins and bars to be allowed into the IRA. So there's no older coins. Um, there's no you know uh, collectible type coins. Now, You'd mentioned some of those other firms. Some of the other firms will tell you that some some of these semi numismatic coins are collectible, but they're not. And those are the things you got to avoid. Uh, you know, those are the ones where they're charging the massive 80 percent commissions. But the bullion coins and bars that we we sell are the everyday American Eagles bars. You know, ten ounce, hundred ounce. So you're going to buy those. That's what you're going to buy in your IRA: gold, silver, platinum, palladium. Then we ship it off to the depository for you. 
the vault manager and one other person go and they verify, they test all the gold, the silver, and then they put it out on the table. They take a picture. We send you that photo. They shrink wrap everything. They slide it. And then all the IRA, uh, IRS stuff gets handled with the custodian. So they send it off to the, to the IRS. They let it know that the transfer went through accordingly. And then you're set up and then you got your IRA and you'll get statements. And if you need to call us at any time, we're, we're there. If you need to sell or add more, uh, we do all that for you. So it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty easy. We've streamlined it and, uh, and, you know, we've done more IRAs in the last three years in precious metals than any other firm in the country. So I think we've, we've done a good job and, and you can read the reviews about us and people's experience. Um, but yeah, we, we try to make it as, as painless as, as possible for the clients. Yeah. And guys, this is the best way to get tangible assets under your purview, as opposed to living in a world of paper built on trust. And uh, this is the website, Noble Gold Investments, gold IRAs, silver IRAs. Of course, you can have a mix of both guys. And if you want, guys, you can get a free copy of the gold and silver investment guide. Just fill out your information here and they will send it to you absolutely for free. Colin, thanks so much. It's been great to catch up with you again today. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sean. I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Guys, I'll leave the link below to Noble Gold Investments. And I do appreciate you all tuning in. I'll remind you every single day for free. Check us out for free at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those pesky mockingbird mainstream media Federal Reserve mistruths. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye.